together. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the
see one another, probably keep on shaking hands all morning long. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to be in the house of the Lord, just to be welcoming one another, just to be seeing one another. As we find our places this morning, we're just going to sing another song, which I think uh, really speaks more to just seeking God. In just a few moments, pastor's going to be coming. We're going to be having prayer time like we do. And let's just make this little song kind of prayer from our hearts. Lord, from the inside out, may my soul cry out to you. Bring you praise from the 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. And it is a beautiful day out there. We just sang a few minutes ago that song, He is Making Glad. I don't know about you, but this week, I struggle with finding gladness. But praise be to Him, this is the day that the Lord has made. We can stand and rejoice in it because he has made it for us. If you're here visiting with us this morning, we want to thank you for being here today. We want to welcome you into the church. Um, just know if you are a child of our king, this is his house. This is not our house. So if you're visiting with us this morning and you know our king, Jesus, make us at home because you're in his house this morning. Uh, also, inside the bulletin, we actually have a little insert in there. One side of it is a it's a praise um, request and praise or a prayer request and praise form. Uh, we would like to ask if there's something going on in your life that you have been praying about. Uh, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that the more prayer, the more power. So we would like to encourage you if you um, have a specific prayer request, if you would put it on there. Um, just write it out in a few moments. We're going to pass the offering plate. Just throw it in there. Um, just know that we would love to come alongside you praying for that specific need. Uh, same goes for praise reports. God has made us so we can be glad. And we love to rejoice and we love to praise Him for what He has done, what He is doing, and even for what He's going to do in the future. So if you've got a specific praise report, we would love for you to share that with us so we can rejoice and celebrate with you in what God has done. On top of that form, there's a little box there that says confidential. If you want to put a prayer request on here and you would like to share it to me, know I will pray with you about that thing. But if you really don't want it to go public to the whole church, you know, as we list it, um, if you check that confidential box, all these forms come to me first. Uh, and I look, and if they're marked confidential, they just stay with me. Um, but I would love to pray with you for those matters. Um, other side of that form says connection card. If you're visiting with us, we would love to have a record of the fact that you graced us this morning by attending with us and worshiping with us this morning. If you would just fill that out and throw it in the plate as well, there's a couple of check boxes down there for specific information, specific things maybe that we can reach out to come alongside you um, with. We would love to do that as well. Um, here in a moment, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to open this service with the time at God's throne grace. Um, just know this, this altar is open during this time. If you feel led to come and, and to, to hit your knees in this altar as we go before God's throne grace, we would certainly invite and encourage you to do so. Because like I said, we do believe in the power of prayer. And we believe the more power, the more prayer, the more power. So we would like to invite you at this time if you, if you feel led to come and join us here at this altar as we approach God's throne. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, your people, humbly 
approaching your throne of grace. Seeking out your wisdom, your guidance, your mercies, the Lord, your strength. Lord, as we come this morning, we recognize that we live in a world that is hurting. Lord, we have people in our community today that are suffering because of the attacks of the evil one, that are suffering because of health issues, that are hurting, grieving today, Lord, because of maybe family members who have passed away or are going through great difficulty. Father, I know in my life that you have proven to me over and over again that you are a merciful Father. Lord, for those in our community, in our church, in our any church family that need a special touch today, Father, we come before you, lifting up those petitions this morning. Father, for those that need a touch of healing, Father, you are the great physician. And Father, you know each and every one of those physical needs. Father, we pray in your hands, even right now, will be upon them. Lord, that through your touch and to do your will, you bring healing into their bodies. Lord, for those that are grieving today, and Lord, we call out specifically two of your children that you have been ministering to and loving on for the last few years. Lord, I pray today a special touch of comfort upon them as they bury their mother today. Father, I pray that you would continue to draw people Cross their path, Lord, us included, and Father, that you would use us in a great and mighty way to bring them comfort and peace over these next days. Lord, we know there are so many others in our community that are hurting today. We may not know all the, the pain and the suffering that people are going through, but Father God, you do. We just pray your peace and mercy upon them and your strength to lead them through. Lord, you are great and mighty, and you are worthy of all praise. And Father, we come this morning to celebrate the fact that you are still on the throne. Sacrifice. 
holy in the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. At this point in the service, I would like to invite all the children up to about third grade. If you would like to go back into the back of the children's room, if you will just meet Mr. Dean and Mr. Michelle standing back there. He's not going back, but Dean's going back, right? All right. But if you'll meet them at the door, they'll take y'all back to Children's Church. And for the rest of us, we're going to continue on in our time of praise and worship. So one of the things that sometimes catches us at challenging moments of our lives is putting our faith and trust in who God is. Sometimes it's not necessarily what we're experiencing. It's not necessarily even what we hope for, but just in the knowledge that he is a good God, that he loves us. He has provided for us, as Pastor said, that our salvation, that precious gift, is from Him. That's our rock solid faith. And so this morning, as we just get rolling a little bit more into 2023, maybe a good song to sing would be Have Faith in God. We're going to sing all four verses, and if the ushers will come in that last verse, that'd be great. So let's stand if you're able to join us. 536, Have Faith in God.
you've got your Bible with you this morning, I'll ask you to turn with me over to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Where we're going to be for a few minutes this morning. Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to begin in just a moment reading uh, down about verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3. Last week, we started the new year with New Year's resolutions. I shared with you what were the most popular resolutions that people said that they were setting for the year. I guess losing weight was on that list in the top five. But I told you I was going to just set one resolution for the year. And that was simply this, to remind myself daily of why I do the things I do. To simply remind ourselves that everything that we do, we should do to the best of our ability. And we should do as if we were doing unto the Lord. Because guess what the simple truth is this? Everything we do, we are doing unto the Lord. To remind ourselves in every situation and circumstance, the way I react, the way I behave, the things I do, I do unto him. So do it right. Do it to the best of your ability. It's supposed to be a single sermon, but God builds upon everything. So this week, he kind of impressed upon me that maybe I should take the next step and say, okay, if you're going to Remind yourself why you're doing the things you're doing. You're going to try to subscribe to do it the right way. Maybe I should explain to you God's strategy for succeeding in all things for the Lord. So that's what we're going to do this morning. God's strategy for success. If you found your way there to Philippians, I'm going to ask you if you would, and um, you're able, if you would stand with me. And to honor the reading of God's word, as we begin reading there in verse 12, uh, verse 12 of, of chapter 3 of Philippians. There the word says, not that I have already obtained or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not consider, regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father, as we come to this time in church, when we open up your holy word, Father, it is my earnest prayer that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, I know your word to be the absolute truth. Lord, we need truth in this world in which we live. Lord, share with us your way, your truth, and your life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You know, we look here at this text, and, and we're going to start. You know, God's simple plan for us to succeed in all that we do it starts by first of all understanding this you ain't there yet we have not arrived i have 
been a Christian since I was eight and a half years old. I remember that night like it was yesterday. In revival service when the Holy Spirit came upon me and I, I knew that God was calling me back to a right relationship with him. And it scared me to death. But from that day until now, I'm still not We sang a song a minute ago, talked about in the million ways that we have failed him. I fail him every day. It, it behooves me, if I'm ever going to be successful at laying hold of the goal that God has for me, is i got to first start by understanding I ain't there yet. As a young child, we taught a song. Y'all gonna think this is my favorite song in all the world because you've heard me sing it a time or two. But it's so important for us to get to, to understand life is a process moving us toward that perfection that God created us for. But there's a little children's song that we all learn. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. He made the sun, the, the moon and the stars, Jupiter and Mars. The God that did that is still working on trying to make you in to what he created you to be. Therefore, understand that we're not there yet. That's exactly what Paul is sharing with us there in verse 12. I, not that I've already obtained it, not that I've already become perfect, Man, I read about Paul's life, and in the state of his life, when he wrote this letter to the church in Philippi, he was sitting in a jail cell, chained and locked up to a Roman guard 24-7. Why? Because he had spread the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the re that whole region of the world in Asia Minor. Man, that sounds pretty much perfect to me. Paul realized, I ain't there yet. I am not perfect, is what he's saying there. I haven't obtained all that God created me to be as of yet. But he goes on there at the end of verse 12 to say, but I'm going to keep pressing on. Even where he was at, sitting in a jail cell in Rome, chained around the clock to a guard, pressing on. Why? So that he could lay hold of everything that God intended. So God laid hold of him. You know Paul's story. He was traveling down the road uh, one day, and he was traveling down the road to go and persecute those believers of Jesus. And there on that road, he met Jesus Christ who had been crucified, dead, buried, risen, and ascended to the heavens. But that day, Jesus came down and stood in front of Paul. He said, his name was Saul at the time. He said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Paul called out. He recognized that one far, far greater than him was there. 
turned Paul's life 180 degrees. Instead of continuing on his way to persecute the believers, he became one of the chief among them and spread the gospel to most of half of the known world at that point in time. But he realized he had not yet still laid hold of everything that Christ intended when he laid hold of him on that road that day. When the Holy Spirit moved in my heart as an eight and a half year old boy, God told me, come back to me, son. He had a purpose in my life. He had a call that he put upon my life. It wasn't free. That came much, much later. But it was a part of the process that God had called me to. He had the same call upon me. If he hadn't had a calling, then he would have been no reason for Henry ever preached and started. If God doesn't have a plan and a purpose for your life, you don't exist. But do you know what that calling is? The strategy for success starts with understanding what there is in And then it goes on, as Paul says there in verse 12, if you'll repeat down in verse 14, pressing on. How do we press on? Some of us are going through things in life that make you just want to crawl into a, a cave and hide from the world to get away from everything out there, all the distractions, all of the mess. Let's face it, we live in a messed up world today. And we look around and it don't look like it's getting better. No matter what we do, life is going to attack. I'll be honest with you. I am glad today that I am in the house of the Lord because this is the one place that I think I can escape from the, the, the problems of the world and they have been many. In fact, I am so happy in a Sunday morning because I am ready for the week that I just lived through to end. Because it has been a week. Without a doubt, I do believe the hardest week I have ever been through in this life. But God calls us to press on. Verse 13, he tells us how to press on. He says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do. See, God doesn't put a road map that's hard to read for us. He gives us simple, easy steps. If we will follow them, one thing I do. And then Paul explains the one thing we have to do. If we're going to be successful in this life, get this. One thing is required of you. Forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. And keep pressing on. All God has ever called me to do in this life was forget about the past 
just keep marching, son. Just keep marching. How do we do that, though? You know how many people in this world today are crippled by the fact that they cannot get over their past? And I'm going to quote David Boyd Blake. That's stupid. I'm going to give you a couple reasons. Number one, if you are a child of God, let me tell you something. Your past is not yours. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, all that mess that has gone on in your past, I don't care what it is, I don't care what you did, I don't care how sorry you think you are, it's not yours anymore. It's washed away by the blood. You have been cleansed. You are clean. Your past is no longer a taint on your record. Get over it. We oftentimes want to take a stroll down memory lane. I have shared with y'all over and over and over again, I had the, the most perfect childhood you could ever have. I grew up in Mayberry. You just skip down the road whistling and singing and having a good time. I love to take strolls down memory lane occasionally and remember the good old days. Remember the days of sitting at the table in Mama Leach's kitchen, smelling the smell of a pound cake just out of the oven. And knowing because she loved me so much, she was going to cut me a piece while it was still hot, smear butter on it, and I was going to let it because it was the best thing I've ever put in my mouth to this day. I can remember days going to Granny and Grandpa Duncan's house. About to get there. Grandpa would get up because he's always sitting on the front porch. Well, he wasn't sitting. My grandpa had a towel. He'd walk right there and hang his tongue off the edge of that porch. And I can't do it or I'd be on the floor and just squat till his rear end was on his heels. With his arms around his knees and he'd just sit there I didn't get that time. I ain't that baby. But I remember he'd get up when he saw us coming down that dirt road. And he'd immediately walk in the house there and up above the, the, the bedroom door, he'd pull down that 410, he'd reach in that cabinet side and get a couple of shells. And as soon as I got out of the car, he'd be there waiting and hand me that shotgun and those shells. And the dog, he had a little dog that was the best squirrel dog that ever lived. And Princess was her name, and she had already been making a hightail out there by the kitchen house going after the kids. Because he knew I love to go to Granny and Grandpa's and play squirrel. I had the perfect one. It's okay to take an occasional stroll down memory lane. What Paul is talking about here is you cannot let your past stand in the way of your current and your future. Forget what lies behind. You can take a stroll down memory lane for a minute to smell the roses, but don't put up a mailbox and dwell there. Move on. Same goes for the church. There was a closet over there in the old building. 
tell you that a lot. I don't know where some of that stuff went, but they were just boxes of records and stuff. I was over there one morning going through some of that stuff, and there was a time when this church was probably three-fourths full every Sunday morning. Running 225 to 250 people most every single Sunday. And we look around here today, and today we probably had 55, 60. Guess what? We're still here. God still has this church in this community. He's still got a plan and a purpose for it. And I'll be honest with you. I'd rather be in a church of 10 that are sold out and looking for ways to prosper the kingdom of God instead of themselves than to be in a church of 5,000 that ain't doing nothing but sitting and soaking and that's it. God didn't send us here to sit and soak. Whether we're running 250 or we're running 20, as long as we're here, it means God still has a purpose for us to be but we're never going to get there if we dwell on what used to be. We've been doing children's ministry. It's, the big, it's one of the biggest ministries in this church. Has been for years. I don't think this critical, but there's times when I see when the going starts to become. We want to go back and say, well, preacher, this is what we've always done. <coughs> well, that grates me. I try my best to maintain my composure and realize, Lord, give me grace. Give them mercy. Give me grace. I don't care what we've always done. Today's a new day. Amen. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. And let's march forward according to God's plans for today, not yesterday. The old saying that goes like this says, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to be where you've always been. I don't want to be where I've always been. I want to be further down that road to lay hold of the prize that Paul is talking about here. Every day of my life, I want to march forward closer to the calling that he has upon my life. Forgetting what lies behind. Reaching forward to what lies ahead. How do we do that? It's real simple. Every single day we have to strive. God, show me where you want me going today. Show me what you want me doing today. God, I need your way, not my way. Seek God's direction every single day. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says this. Call to me, and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Church, every day call out to him. He'll answer. 
and he'll show you great and mighty things. Because we serve, as we sang, a great and mighty God. Seek God's direction today. And follow those great and mighty things that he shows you. Psalms chapter 25. Verse 9 says this. He leads the humble in justice. And he teaches the humble his way. Seeking. Pray. Show me your way. Jeremiah says he'll hear. And he'll show you great and mighty things. The psalmist David says he'll lead you if you're humble. He'll lead you to his way. Paul says one thing I do. Then he gives you three. Forget what lies behind, reach forward to what lies ahead, and keep pressing on. Paul's not a liar. He didn't mess up. It's one thing. You're never going to be reaching forward. You're never going to be able to press on if you stay in the past. Get over it. You're never going to keep pressing and making any headway until you start doing a new thing. Until you, you start embracing that new thing that God has for you. See, it really is just one word. We want to break it down into three because we want to respond in life. But Paul understood sitting in that jail cell. It's just one thing. One thing you got to do. Trust God. And keep on keeping on. Pressing on through all of life's struggles. But in the past, in the past, and continually reaching forward. Simple strategy for success. Verse 14 tells us the goal. Why is Paul so determined to keep pressing on? Because he knows there's a goal out there that God has promised. What is it? It's the pride. Of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I've got to share it with you. My mama had no idea what I was preaching on this morning. But she sent me something this morning. Just a little picture. Ralph Waldo Emerson credited with this statement. It says, sorrow looks back. Worry looks around. Faith looks up. That's the goal, folks. Pressing on by looking up. The goal, as Paul described it, was the prize of the upward call that God has granted. 
real simple invitation and bonus. Invitation is, is page 482 in our hymnal. It'll be on the board. Is Jesus is calling. The invitation this morning is pretty simple. God created you for a very specific purpose. How's that working out for you? How close are you to laying hold of Christ's fulfillment of the purpose God created you for? Maybe you're here today and you, you, you say to me, preacher, I don't know what God is calling upon my life is. That's perfectly fine. Maybe it's because you haven't started the journey toward that calling yet. If you are breathing this morning and you are sitting in this place this morning, I want you to understand one thing. Everybody within the sound of my voice today, God has a call for you. And even this morning, the Holy Spirit is calling you to join Him on that way that He created your life to follow. Invitation is real simple. If God is calling you this morning, respond to him right now. Maybe that calling is to a relationship with him. Jesus Christ over in, in, in John chapter 14 verse 6 explains it this way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come unto the Father but by me. Maybe you're here today and the reason you don't know what God's purpose for your life is is because you have never started that journey along the way. Jesus is the way. He's the way back to the Father and back to your created purpose in life. Maybe you say, big preacher, I have already found the way to God. I have a relationship with him through Christ Jesus. I say hallelujah. But Jesus didn't just say I was the way. He said I was the truth. How's that working for you? God has a purpose for you. And that purpose is to glorify him. Maybe you're going down the way, but you've lost your way a bit, and you're not fulfilling God's specific purpose for your life. He's calling you today. He's calling you back to the truth of who you are and what God created you for. He'll share with you the way and the truth. Lastly, maybe God is just calling you today to remember the life. The life that he has given you and he has promised you. 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that life is everlasting. Amen. There is no other way to the Father except by following the way, embracing the truth, and living the life that He has set as your course. If God is speaking to you this morning, it really and truly is simply Jesus calling. So will you respond? Whatever He's laid on your heart, this is your chance. Answer Him as we say. Stand this morning and sing number 42, Jesus is Calling.
but specifically she's got some things she needs to go over with, with those that are teaching the classroom all week and night. Five minutes, she swears. If it's her fault, she goes over. And I'll hold her <laughs> and, oh, by the way, she ain't going to go over. Then you don't look Good for her. I'm saying that. We're going to go over that Also, remember, um, Monday, uh, 6.30 at Miss Joyce and Marshall's house. Marshall's going to be the host, um, is the women's Bible study. So y'all keep that in mind. 6.30 tomorrow night at their house is the women's Bible study um, that Ms. Rita has been leading. Um, and so be there for that. Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock, outreach ministry, 6 o'clock p.m. is visitation on Tuesday night. And Wednesday night, we'll get back off of our children's program activities. Uh, supper, somewhere 5.30, quarter till 6. And then we'll will kick off about uh, 6 15, 6 30 with teen kids. Um, also, on the bottom of your bulletin, this is the first time we brought this up. February the 10th, go ahead and mark it on your calendar, Friday night. We have an unbelievable opportunity. There's a group that is coming to town, um, and they were already booked to be here, and they just offered because of some contacts that Otto has. They'd be here. If we could do something on Friday night, they'd be more than happy to come back to our church. So there's a group called Westwood Road. Go home and look them up on the internet. Listen to some of their stuff. They're good. So we're going to have a concert here that Friday night. It's Friday night, right? Friday night. Ten, 10 o'clock, or on the 10th, Friday the 10th of February. Um, Westwood Road will be here. Um, basically, it's just a, um, a love offering concert. They say we're going to be there. We'll just come for a love offering, whatever, and they'll come and share gifts that God has given them. They are appreciated. I know she's doing a lot of good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so there'll be more details of that coming as we go. Um, what a great opportunity. Try to reach out to this community, get some people that might not come to just check us out because of what we normally do on Sunday morning, but love Jesus. And it's a pretty good blend of slightly country, contemporary slash old-time gospel stuff, too, so trust me, it'd be good. Um, anything I'm missing? Right, if not, we're going to have a word of prayer real quick in closing. We'll sing our normal going out um, uh, chorus, and at that point in time, um, if you're visiting with us, you're more than welcome to stay for the business meeting. Um, but if, uh, if you choose not to do so, you can be dismissed after the chorus. Go into our business. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we leave this place today, Father, I pray that we go out seeking that calling that's placed upon our lives. That we understand we got to get beyond our task and we got to keep on pressing on, reaching forward day by day to whatever lies ahead, trusting that you are the way and you are the truth. There is life eternal as our destination. Amen. Father, thank you for that great mercy that we found in Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, thank you for the love of us enough to make a way. That is our prayer. Watch over us, guide us, direct us, Lord, above all in this world that we live in this week. Father, I pray you would use us to bring you glory. And Father, that is our greatest calling to glorify. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.
trust and obey, but there's no other way. Let's just sing that little chorus. <laughs>